All right. Welcome back to the Hunting Roots Podcast brought to you by On X. I'm Brody Swisher. In the office tonight is my firstborn son, Aiden. Big dog, what's happening? Nothing much. You watching a little bit of the hunting public there, you say? Yeah, I'm watching that. They get their uh, turkey tour up and uh, just watching the latest video. Where are they now? I've not watched it in some time. I'll be honest, I've not been keeping up with them as much this go-round. Not for any particular reason, but I just haven't been watching much of any YouTube lately. What are they? Where are they in the world? Well, right now, they're in Illinois and uh, Missouri helping out with youth turkey hunts out there. And uh, it's been pretty interesting to watch. Youth turkey hunts. That's always interesting to watch. I was on one this year. It was uh, pretty interesting to watch myself. And uh, the, the young lad shooter got to bust a couple caps. You don't know anything about that, do you? No. No. Uh-uh. Sucker cost us. Dadgum TSS cost 60 bucks. I had somebody tell me today, said, that's the stuff that costs $95 a box. And I said, if you're paying $95 a box, you're getting, that's like rape. That's awful. And uh, that's just not the way it is. But it is pretty spendy. So, yeah, when you start blazing a couple shots, you know, you go missing turkeys and stuff and there's you there's you 20 30 bucks right there a couple shots and so anyway man hey we want to welcome y'all back to the podcast again this podcast is as we say every time it's powered by on x and aiden and i are going to share a little on x story tonight this is just uh in the last 24 hours it was about this time yesterday that we Came across some turkeys in a field, and this was in a field that we've not ever hunted, a field that we've never really even noticed uh, birds being a part of, never seen them there, and uh, just out of the blue. And uh, we were doing some cruising, some afternoon run, and uh, found these turkeys. And it was one of those things, man. We just kind of went into turkey mode, and all of a sudden, anytime we find birds in a field, like most people do, you, you all of a sudden you're starting to do some planning and preparing, trying to figure out who's got what where it is and again that's the beauty of on x is the fact that you can go you can pull up that app and you can look and see who owns it you've got that uh landowner the layers that are built into this program you can find out who owns a property ownership layers and so i mean it's just right there and you pull it up you see who owns a property and we did we pulled it up saw this piece of ground was a pretty good chunk of ground uh, perfect size we we kind of key in on those places you know 100 yard excuse me 100 acres or less or under 200 is kind of the deal we've kind of figured out that you know anything over a couple hundred acres is usually going to be leased right i mean people have got that they're leasing it but you can find some of those smaller pieces you know those are kind of ideal to knock on a door we got to figuring out who had it figured out where those turkeys were right where they were where we needed to be Knocked on a door, uh, got the green light. At first, it was like, hey, just wanted to touch base and see if you mind we chase these turkeys a little bit. And they just shook their head and said, nope, and shook the head. And I said, oh, you, you don't want none of that? And they said, I don't care one bit. And so I said, oh, so we're good to go. And, and said, oh, yeah, you can have at it. So fired up. We're fired up. And so what did we do, Aiden? We went into what kind of mode there? We went into kind of uh, planning and preparing mode. What was the uh, what was the strategy at that point? Well, we pulled out on X, and we just kind of uh, 
we just pointed to where we took a marker or whatever and we put it where the turkeys were and uh we knew that's where they were at we knew where they were heading to the tree line yep. so we tried to make a game plan for whenever we we're gonna hunt yeah and uh onyx really saved the day that time it is man it's such a cool cool feature and i know you got it in your phone now and you're just 16 years old, but it's a it's a tool that I love for you to have, so you can start learning it as a hunter. Uh, but then also, we've used it a lot, just be able to bounce back and forth and, and say, "Hey, I want you to go here." Uh, you do some scouting, you find something, you mark a spot. But um, a lot of times, it's been that for me to be able to, as a father, to you say, "Hey, here's where you need to be. I'm gonna drop you this pin, and uh, this is where you need to go." So it's cool for you to have in there, but then also a great tool just to to navigate beyond hunting just to navigate and find places around town you need to be all that stuff so we yeah we we go in we see where the turkeys are mark where they are try to kind of guess a little bit where they're heading for the roost so we go around the property get on the far side of it go up a different road see it from a different angle sure enough we glass from half a mile away and find them from the other side and watch them headed back to roost that's where we saw that it was in fact uh long beard with about eight hens and a couple jakes and so cool cool deal and uh it was one of those things that i kind of um i really kind of i don't want to i don't know what you want to call it some people would say that you uh you slid under uh the radar and went in behind your back i don't know what how people would would reference it what would you call it that i pulled the maneuver i pulled this morning though letting you go to school and, and pulling that tech, technique, what would you call that? Um, you were kind of a traitor because, you know, traitor. You knew I, had, I was out on school Friday, and uh, Friday's fish fry. Um, they got a parade and everything, so we're out of school, and we're going to plan on hunting on Friday. We're all, me and you, going to go to this new spot, and you got out there this morning, and you uh you Traitor. You call it a traitor. Okay, that's pretty harsh. Um but I, I, I'll, I'll allow that. So, yeah, so here's how it went down. Aiden's got school. He's in school, sophomore at the local high school. Uh, his younger brothers, they, they homeschool, and they're right here. And so they can go all the time. And um, I didn't allow Remy on the podcast tonight. He's a little bitter this morning. He, he was thinking he might uh, want to be on the podcast, kind of vent a little bit, and just to share his heart and uh, how uh, hurt he is over the fact that he didn't get to go this morning. Uh, but last night at bedtime, he was saying, I want to go. Can I go? And I said, man, this is going to be a long walk. I'm coming in from a different side of the property, going to access another piece of property we have to get into this piece. And, and just it's going to be a little little bit of a hump to get in there. And uh, and it was. It wasn't – I wasn't bullcrapping him. It was a legit deal. But So I told him no. Uh, Easton, Easton, he likes to sleep in in the mornings unless he knows it's a done deal. He, he, he don't want to get up too crazy early, especially at this point of the turkey season. And, um, and so, and, and just the distance, you know, those, both those boys, they were kind of looking for a little bit easier of a rodeo. And, uh, but I told Aiden, I said, I'm going to go in there and check him out. And I, I think I told you probably going to, you know, obviously try to kill him if, if it, if, if it came about, I don't know if, if I made that clear or not, or if I, I left you, you did. if I just left you thinking it was just a strictly a scouting run. Um, if that was the case, if I did let you lead you to believe that it was just a scouting run, uh, my apologies. You should have known better that I was, in fact, going to tote a weapon. Uh, you don't just do a scouting run in turkey season. Even if you are scouting, you're going to take a gun because you just never know what might happen. So, anyway, I go in this morning 
got up very early because I wasn't sure. Uh, we kind of got a read for where the birds were headed to roost, but didn't know if they came across the, the north or south side of the field to roost. Uh, so I had to go through some cover and some trees and some timber that honestly didn't know if I was going to be walking underneath birds or what. So I go in really, really early this morning. Aiden hadn't even thought about waking up at this point. I'm in the woods already, 4.30 in the morning. Uh, again, just going to get in and get set up, knowing good and well that I might be walking under them, might be setting up under them. And I'm just kind of making my best guess as far as where they might be. Get in there. Now, I'm fighting briars, man. Going in there, no flashlight, no nothing. That's what I normally do. But not knowing how I was to access this, I just haul off through this thicket. Ended up being a thicket and then just tangled up in briars. Just crap getting pulled everywhere. It was just a mess. But finally break into the field where we left them last night. I go to this big point of the field, just a big peninsula that sticks out in the field. I thought this would be the best bet get started just listen from here set up threw a couple decoys out and little did i know that the field kind of rise i could tell that there was a rise in the field but i didn't realize it was uh, as restricting as it was so i plopped down thinking man if they come to the top of the ridge of that field though that's what they're gonna have to do to be able to see where i'm at be able to see decoys down there and and so i hadn't run a lot for decoys this year though the couple birds we've killed i guess all the birds we've killed so far have not been with decoys so uh, it's been kind of cool, you know, going old school again. But this hunt, I knew I was going to be pulling birds from potentially a long way away. So that's why I had those set up, just not knowing where they're going to come from or anything. And uh, Anyway, get set up, listening. Sure enough, bird pops off. He's gobbling across the field, probably 400 yards across over there. Gobbles a little bit, not a whole lot. He's not real cranked up. But then as they do, uh, closer to fly down, he gets wound up. And I knew – I needed to be somewhere else. I knew he was over the field, over the hump in the field, and when he flew down, would not be seeing the decoys. And so I made a move to another little spot, a dried-up pond uh, that I had found on, on the map, looking at it on X, found it up. It was going to be at a higher elevation. And so I slid up to that spot, trying to come around the backside, get up to that spot, knowing that that was going to give me a little rise in elevation, and that would kind of level things out. And I could see all the way across the field, and they, therefore, could see my decoy and see all the way across the field for me and so made a move up there got up there got set up and uh, sure enough heard the bird fly down heard that flat rattle gobble of a bird on the ground and uh he he flies down of course i knew man he had eight how many hens he had with him eight or ten hens yesterday yeah about eight or ten big bunch of hens and so i knew i had my work cut out for me as far as that goes to pull him you know a pretty good distance off of those hens but they fly down. I hit him a lick before the hens got cranking up. I always like to be the first to talk. I like to be the first, uh, you know, hen to to make a noise and uh, just to pop off. Let him know I'm here. I'm ready. I'm I'm good to go. And just to be the first hen he hears. And uh, so sure enough, he flies down. I start giving it to him, and everything I did, man, he he gobbled. Uh, first box call popping off from across the air, he gobbles. I did a fly down the cackle, he gobbles, and so that was it. I let him know where I was, and that was it. And I heard him gobble a time or two over there. I just ignored him. Couldn't see him. And uh, just left him alone. He gobbled a couple times. And then uh, and the next thing I hear, just, just out in the field, I could tell, man, he's coming looking. It just, I could just hear it in his voice, man. He's looking. And I could tell he had come across that field some and was looking. And uh, sure enough, man, I, I hit him a lick on the call again. He pops off. And, um, Man, it wasn't long later. I look up there, and I could just see binoculars look across the field, and there he is, a red head popped over the top of the hill out there about 
300 yards, 250, I don't know. And here come the flock. And uh, the hens are out front, and he's just kind of strutting in behind them. And on this particular hunt, I put out a little strutter decoy just for the reason being that I had just enough of the onions and the yellow tops and different stuff in this field, uh, ag field, um, that were popping up. It was pretty restricting for just a regular decoy. Uh, again, I wanted some decoys out because I was going to be potentially pulling these birds from hundreds of yards. I mean, it was, like I said, 300 yards across that field. Uh, so I wanted that up, and I wanted something that would stand up above, the again, the yellow tops, the onions, and all the crap that was started up in these ag fields. And so I put this little strutter decoy out there and had it out about 20, 25 yards. And I tucked back into this old dried-up pond. And, uh, man, that bird came out, and there was two jakes in there strutting around and doing their little stanky leg dance that they do when they're lonely and feeling like they're big stuff. And they're over there doing their thing, gobblers with those hens. And I noticed when he looked up and saw my decoy, he, you could tell, man, when they see that decoy, that old head pops up, he gives it a look, and you can just tell everything changed for him. And, and you know when they see those decoys, you know when it's – there's just a moment in there when it and when it triggers them and they know that it's it's time and I I liken it to when you get in that 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 bull elk when you're elk hunting you get into their bubble and you kind of get close enough where you, they've got to come and confront you and and he feels threatened and so he's got to come confront the, the situation bull elk will do it with another intruder bull gobblers will do that with uh, what you know potentially is another. Uh, gobbler coming into his domain, coming in to get too close to his hens. And like I said, he strutted around those hens a while, but then when it clicked with him, man, he comes across that field. He starts marching. And I could just see him. He comes zigzagging across, picking his way across. And then uh, there's just a moment in there where he just, like I said, comes out of strut and starts marching. And you know you got him then. He starts marching into them decoys. He's mad. He's PO'd that strutter decoy out there just getting up in his business. And, man, I flipped the GoPro on and, and just had it on my gun there. I'm hunting with a little 410 Mossberg. And uh, flipped the GoPro on, just kind of try to catch the action as it unfolded. And, uh, man, I sat back and got ready. Flipped the safety off because, man, he was coming. I could tell he was committed. And he marched across that field, got about 50 yards out from that decoy, and here he come running. And I uh, just ran up there to it gobbled at it on the way in pretty cool stuff and uh he marches up there and then i guess you know obviously they get up there close enough to that decoy they realize something's up man this little goofy looking half strut half body decoy whatever and he kind of bows up on it and then stands up you know kind of comes out of strut and, and just gets that head up like he knows something's up and i put that red dot right in his face man and, and let her eat and man he just crunched hit the ground and it was so fun, man. I know some of these guys are bad-mouthing decoys. You know, I got buddies that say, dude, you ain't got to have decoys to kill turkeys. And I know that. I get that. I've, Like I said, this first decoy kill we've had this year, we've been killing them without decoys. But I just enjoy, what in the world is that? Your phone down. Man down with the phone. I just, again, I've hunted with decoys. I've hunted without decoys. I love it both ways. Whatever works is my deal. You know, if it's legal and you keep it safe, uh, I love it. And um, this particular situation, though, like I said, I knew I was going to be pulling birds for a long, long way. And, again, it was 350 yards across there to where they were and uh, 300, 350. 
And, I mean, it was just a trick. It, to me, it's, it's really like flagging them. You know, I, I like a goose hunter I uses that flag to flag a goose and get them headed in that direction. And um, that's kind of what I think the strutter decoy is so good for. It catches their attention, catches that eye from a long distance. And uh, it worked today. Like I said, man, he got up there about 25 yards and let him have it, 410 to the face and um, shooting that little TSS load, number nines. And, dude, it's, it's, it's poison on those birds. I shot a – Shot a turkey last last Tuesday, I guess it was. Wasn't it last Tuesday? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, last Tuesday. So this has been two two weeks in a row. Tuesday's becoming my new favorite day of the week to kill a turkey. And uh, not mine. Yeah, you're, I mean, I don't know what your day is. You ain't killed enough turkeys to be. I don't have anyone to take me. Yeah, you got people to take you, but you just. I gave you the option. Don't don't give me that stuff. I gave you the option. I said, look, you can, you can homeschool like your brother's. And then we'll hunt every day, turkey season. We'll hunt every day of deer season, and you just hunt to your heart's content. And you chose chose school. I think you were chasing a, a young lady at that time, or something. Or maybe it's track. I don't know what you were. You were wanting to go to school and be in school, and so you, that was your call, Hoss. You could have homeschooled just the same. You know what I'm saying? And so maybe this next go round, you'll think differently. You got a couple years left. You can stay in school or come hunt every day and do school in the middle of the day. That's up to you. But this morning, it didn't work out for you. I I think I said it on the video. I said, you know, Ada was hoping for me to just scout and plan and prepare and maybe go Friday. He's out of school Friday. This is Fish Fry Week in Tennessee, uh, Paris, Tennessee. It's what we call Fish Fry Week. It's the world we have the what's Paris is a host of the world's biggest fish fry. Isn't that what that's called? World's largest, world's biggest fish fry, I think it is. Yeah, world's biggest fish fry right here in Paris, Tennessee. And uh, that's our claim to fame, world's biggest fish fry. And so every night, I think starting tonight, they have the fish fry. You come, all you can eat, catfish, and it's it's some good eats. Uh, we'll hit it up one or two nights in the next week or so. Uh, we kicked things off the other night with the demolition derby. That was a pretty lively evening. Have you ever seen anything quite as rowdy as that was the other night? Nah, that was pretty crazy. Did you talk to any of your buddies at school and ever figure out if there was a fight that went down after that? I did. I talked to a couple guys, and there was a guy at work who told me there's a fight that happened afterwards. But that may all be a bunch of bull crap. Yeah. I don't know. Well, here's the deal. Demolition Derby, I mean, it it – as you can imagine, it brings out the finest of people. Uh, it brings out Henry County's finest. And, I mean, there's just all types there. There's some rough cats there and just uh, a good blend of, of your rednecks and just all of them. I mean, you know, I hate to say white trash, but there's there's that white trash, rednecks, just a little bit of everybody is at the Derby. And, dude, it's it's some – attitudes and you know somebody gets disqualified or ejected or flagged or whatever they do in derby man come here come a redneck out of the car and they had that the other night they had a dude come getting out of his car he got his flag pulled and he was disqualified for some reason he comes out of his car runs over there to the coordinator or something and the popo shows up and there's people security and all the stuff and i thought here we go um but that was the event that kicked off Fish Fry Week, and then every night something going on, big rodeo this weekend, parade on Friday. But here's the deal. Fish Fry Week in Paris, Tennessee has always been good to us. 
Uh, you remember a couple of years ago what happened on Fish Fry Friday, like two years ago, three years ago? You remember that hunt? We got to go out there with one of your buddies, and me and you got to double up on a turkey. Yep, that was a good time. Scott Bram, we same deal, dude. Same exact deal. We found some turkeys in the field, pulled up on X, found out who owned it, went and knocked on the door. The guy said, "Man, I don't care if you hunt them. You're welcome to hunt them." The old man there, nice old dude. Said, man, I don't care if you hunt him, but uh, I let another guy hunt him, and uh, he kind of got to talk about who it was, and then he mentioned the name, and I thought, oh, my gosh, you, you let Scott Bram hunt your turkeys? And and he thought, you know, he thought I was hating on Scott Bram, but I was like, no, nah, dude, I'm good buddies with Scott. I didn't realize he hunted this stuff, and Scott and I have uh, done a lot of coyote hunting together and everything, so when he told me that, that Scott had it and Scott hunted it, I, obviously I'm not going to mess with it. I don't go – trying to get permission on buddies' properties or any of that kind of stuff. But I did call up Scott and said, hey, dude, you need to be off work tomorrow and come work on these turkeys. There's some strutters. We're watching them go to roost. And sure enough, we went in. He was gracious enough. He said, let's go tomorrow. He said, bring your boys and let's go do it. And uh, so that was a slick move on his part. He was really nice to do that. And and me, you, and, and Easton went in there. And set up on those birds, and they did exactly. We watched them go to roost, and, and they just come down the same way. Flew back down the field, or the woods, and then eased out across the corner of the field. Come back out a little while later, walked across there, marched up there in our lap. You're there, Easton's there. You got the, what gun did you have? The 410. You had like the 410. The model. They yeah, did. that's right. Yeah, you had that original 410, uh, Mossberg 500 410, their first one they made. Easton had the little 20-gauge banger, and I mean – um, we had these two gobblers come across the field, and, man, it was so perfect. I mean, they had left with the hens, and then they left the hens and come back to us and come across there. Two gobblers come all the way across that field, walked up in our lap, and we did the one, two, three. And uh, let me just ask – let me take this time to ask you on the one, two, three, because we're going to do a podcast on that or an article or something here before long. When it comes to the one, two, three and, and shooting on three – in your mind, Aiden, how does it go? Does it go one, two, three, and shoot on four, or does it one, two, and boom on three? How do you think that's supposed to go down? What's think, your personal opinion on that? I think it's a one, two, three, and then like four, like a little pause after three, or maybe you like one, two, three, and then shoot. Okay. So you shoot on what would be four. You go yeah. one, two, three. And then you shoot on four. Yeah. You don't say four, but you the four where four would be is where your boom should yeah. be. I got you. And that's I think that's kind of how we've played things. One, two, three, boom. So that's what we did. And when those two gobblers were standing there at twenty five, thirty yards, we one, two, three, and boom. One bird started flopping, the other bird took off running and got away. And you were all smiles thinking you had killed your bird. And then Easton just throws, rolls his head back, just lays his head back. He is heartbroken, devastated. His bird got up and flew off. That's kind of how we think things went down or how everybody was thinking. out. There is some conspiracy there that maybe, in fact, after playing things in slow motion, that maybe, in fact, Easton's shot was the one that killed the turkey. You don't think so? I don't think so at all. When we play it back, it, it, awfully, it just looks awfully close to a shot, and then the second shot is the neck breaker on that turkey. But who knows? We'll see. We'll let you keep calling that yours. 
Uh, Easton's took off running. I felt so bad for him. And that was a tough spot for me as a dad because you're excited. I'm fired up for you. So on one hand, I'm I'm fired up wanting to high five and chest bump you, but then my other son's sitting here at the lowest of the lows. He's devastated, heartbroken, just missed what would have been his first turkey and the prettiest footage we've had in a long time, all on camera. And he's just he's just got his head back, just just devastated. Uh, so that was a tough tough little time there. Those birds went on the one, or excuse me, the one bird went on and kind of joined up with some other turkeys that were back up in the woods. And so Easton had had enough. Our buddy Scott's over there working on the call. He said, "Man, take that decoy and go up there in the woods and, and kill that kill that other bird." And so I did. I marched up there with a the decoy, a little strutter, and uh, that bird. He Scott kept calling to keep that bird gobbling. He'd gobble every time we call. So he kept him gobbling. I just eased up in there, got to about 40 yards. That bird found him standing up there in the woods and uh, flashed him with that decoy, and he stood there long enough, and I popped him with that 410 at 40 yards. That was a pretty cool hunt. So we doubled up. Father-son double that morning. That was a good time. That was a Friday of fish fry. So all that to say, fish fry week here in Paris, Tennessee, is always uh, a great week for us. I killed a bird last year, fish fry week. Uh this week, this third, fourth week in April is just a time where I just think these birds are kind of at their peak as far as desperation. They're knowing that the time is drawing near to when it's all over. These hens are about to wrap up, and, man, they're they're feisty looking for that last hen to, to get with. And so it just it, it lends itself to be a great week. I saw that last Tuesday. Uh, again, this Tuesday, this bird did it right, marched across the field, Took it like a man right there at 25 yards. Again, I'm loving the 410. It's just been a fun little gun. It's so light, man. And, and look, I, I'm a big dude. I don't, you know, I, I don't have to have a, you know, I, I can handle my own stuff. I can carry my own weight. I don't have to have a light gun because I'm a sissy or because I, you know, because I can't handle carrying a weight, you know, the weight around. But, uh, dude, when you're running a gun and going all day, it, it's nice having a gun that's dang nearly two pounds lighter than the 12 gauge I've always lugged around for years. And so, um, it's nice, you know, you start carrying that, you start carrying all your gear, your vest, carry your crap for your youngest son, or you're carrying decoys, camera, tripod, all the stuff we carry. It's nice to shave some weight. And, uh, this little Mossberg 500, it's been a nice little gun and no recoil. I can put a little Remy on it and, and, um, it's just a little pop gun, but it's been tough on these birds, and both last week and this week, both neither bird flinched, man. Just nogging shots, and they hit the ground, and that was it. And so, uh, loving it. But uh, I did say on the video this morning, I did say, Aiden, I apologize. I know you're waiting for me to uh, just expect me just to do some scouting and uh, preparation for Friday and, and Saturday. Uh, but I also said, and deep down in my heart, I knew that, I walked off in there this morning and there was a turkey ready to play that I was killing him. It wasn't no waiting on Friday or waiting on Aiden, waiting on a, you know, uh, none of that stuff, dude. I was, I was going to kill him. You'd done the same thing, wouldn't you? Yeah, I probably would have. You wouldn't have saved nothing for your old man, would you? You wouldn't have said, Dad really wants to be here. Dad really deserves this bird. You would have done what? Shot it. You'd have shot it. Absolutely. There ain't no doubt in my mind. And so, anyway, I did what any good christian father would i said he can find his own bird another day i'm killing this sucker and i mean just turn it loose and 
it was a lot of fun. No regrets at all. I didn't think one time about how bad I felt for you. Um, I, there was no remorse. There was no, um, again, no regrets. I wasn't sitting there thinking, man, I should have waited. I should have waited for Aiden on Friday. No, it's Tuesday. Anything can happen by Friday or Saturday. Let's get it done. And uh, so let the 410 eat. Again, no regrets. Uh, I do it again tomorrow, right? You're going to have to just find your own bird uh, another day, whatever. And uh, it was it was a good time. And, uh, in fact, you talk about no regrets. I, I even – Rubbed it in a little bit. We always do a verse of the day. And so uh, before the kids leave for school, before Avery and Aiden leave, we'll, we'll share a verse of the day. It's kind of a Bible verse, and we'll talk about just encourage them before they head out the door and uh, just share a word of Scripture from the Lord. And today's verse of the day, because I wasn't back in quite in time. I could have been if I hadn't taken pictures and all my stuff in the field. What was the verse of the day I sent you? Isn't it arise, kill, eat? Rise, kill, eat. I didn't even have the verse of the day pulled up. I just made up the verse. It's in there. I think it's Acts, but I just said, rise, kill, eat, son. And uh, that was the verse of the day for him. And I don't think you got it, though, when I sent that. You weren't thinking about that. Yeah, I I didn't really think much of it. I was just like, all right, that's a little weird. A little weird. That probably wasn't the verse he was thinking, and he probably just thought I was just making up stuff. You knew that was a verse. You got it on a T-shirt. But, um. It just never registered because I didn't send you a picture or anything. I just said, rise, kill, eat. I was hoping you'd see, oh, man, it's not even 7 o'clock. Dad sending rise, kill, eat verse via the phone verse of the day. He didn't get it until I sent him a little video later on, just kind of dig a little deeper, rub it in a little harder, and send him a video of it all going down. And then he realized that Daddy had snuffed him, snuffed his gobbler that was supposed to go down on Friday. Got a head start on him, killed it on Tuesday. And so he come in from school this afternoon, and you were ready to scrap, weren't you? You come in yeah. and just wanting to wrestle, wanting to wrestle, trying to get back, get even. Of course, you know where that goes to when you try to wrestle with Dad. It usually doesn't go well for you, does it? Nah. Nah. Not all the time. Not all the time. How about none of the time? Not just yet. You're getting there, though, and – uh you're getting there. You got a little more <clears throat> to do. Toughen up a little more. Wait till I get a little further over the hill, I guess. I don't know. I can I can still hold on with you, so don't you forget it. I do love you, man, and I'm proud of you, and I do look forward to uh, another opportunity. We'll hopefully round up another bird by next Friday or by this Friday. <clears throat> We're going to keep doing a little scouting. Crazy thing is, on the way out today, uh, getting back, rounding up all my stuff, and uh, just getting decoys picked up, vest, loading the turkey in my vest, and just getting all my crap picked up. And, man, I'm sitting there where I first started from this morning. I'm about 800 yards from the truck back at this point, maybe 1,000 yards. I don't know. And they're pretty good little ways, half mile. I don't know what it was. But I'm sitting there getting all my stuff packed up, and I hear bird gobble. And I thought I'd heard it while I was messing with all my stuff. And then when I was still for a second, I heard it gobble. And I thought, dang, that is a bird, and he ain't that far. And then I listened again, and he gobbled again two or three times, maybe three or four. I don't know. Dude gobbles on his own, and uh, I realized he's back in the field where I parked my truck. And he's on my way out. And so I start easing back up that way. And I'm just wishing and praying I'd had another kid with me at this point, thinking there's a bird right up here gobbling on his own ready to meet Jesus. I need a shooter. We can only kill one bird a day in Tennessee. And so 
I ease back up to the field, peek my head into the field, and there he is strutting 100 yards from me. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is so perfect. Such an easy setup right here. So I backed down off the hill, slid out another way, and uh, we're going to try to kill that bird more. I know you wish you could be in on that one, but what do you have to say about that? It's just tough. I guess I learned my lesson going to school. That's right. Learned my lesson having to go to school. Well, here's the deal. If uh, I'm going to probably take Easton, he's not killed a bird this year. If he'll get up again, you know how he is. Sometimes he doesn't want to get up early. He'd rather do them afternoon hunts. And so if he doesn't get up in the morning, I'll probably go knock on Remy's door. Remy, you know Remy get up on, on it. I don't know. He's not been consistent lately. Shoot, that dude jumps up when nobody else will. So he's a trooper. But Easton, Remy, whatever. If neither one of those boys go, heck, I'll go back over there and check things out, keep an eye on it for you, and maybe pray about leaving it till Friday. But I doubt it. I got one tech left, so we'll see. I'm going to try to leave it alone and maybe let you guys work on that last one. I've killed a couple birds. I don't have to kill third. I'm not I think you're tore done. up about tagging out. I mean, uh, you think I'm done? I think you're done. You need to focus on getting – me another one or Eastness first. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how that goes down. So if y'all are there and you're available, that's all good. Uh, you know me, I don't I don't I don't like to leave these birds. A lot can happen between again, this was Tuesday. You know, a lot of people say, Well, hey, let's leave that for the kids or let's leave that till the weekend, man. These turkeys like I said, a lot can happen. You know, other hunters in the area see them, find them, get on them. Uh, those birds move, move across the property. It's not a big chunk of ground. They can move off on another piece. And so anything can happen. That's why you got to make it happen uh, while you got the opportunity. And that's what happened today. So good stuff. Again, can't say enough about Onyx. It, it's just a dead gum. It's, a, it's such a cool, cool tool. We sat there and it was just, this was a textbook example of how it works, why it works so well. Identify the property, find those birds, identify the landowner knock on that door, get the green light, and went in and, and, and made it happen. You know, got permission last night, killed a turkey this morning. So, such a cool thing. I love the product. I love the people. Uh, it's honestly one of those products we talk about, obviously, a lot. They're a partner for us. But it, it's a it's a tool that I, I really don't care that anybody around us has. You know, uh, you just assume nobody in your hometown has it, right? I mean, I know a lot of my buddies, my serious guys, they've got it. Um, but it's really not a product or a tool that you want your local folks to have because it's such a good resource, such a good tool. They're going to kill more critters when they've got it in their phone, uh, no doubt about it. And so you really don't, you know, as much as we talk it up and preach it, I, I just assume that none of my people I know or none of the folks hunting around the same place I hunt have it because, uh, again, you're going to kill more stuff with it. And this is a textbook example of how it all goes down. So anyway, Aiden, we're going to. Sign off here and get on to the next thing. I'm going to get in bed. I'm going to get up early again and do it tomorrow. Maybe we'll punch another Tennessee tag. And uh, maybe we'll have him killed before you get off to school and you can come take some photos for us or something. Uh, you, you just keep being that camera boy while you got school. We'll let you be cameraman. And maybe one of these days you get to punch another tag. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully so. So, Guys, we appreciate you listening again this week. Thank you so much for just hanging out with us. It's always good to have you on, have you following our journey. As we always say, I, I hope it's an encouragement to you and your journey and, and, and just an encouragement uh, to you, whether you're in the woods, 
uh, just in life, whatever it is, we're here. If you ever need anything at all, don't hesitate to reach out via social media. Uh, you can shoot me an email at brohunts at gmail.com. Check out our website, huntingroots.com. You can find us on social media. We look forward to seeing you right back here next time. Shoot straight. God bless. Mm-hmm.